Hey, MASH fans, Kenny here. Just a quick editing note before we get started with the podcast. We had some technical difficulties, and one of our hosts, Simon, also known as Meds, lost the audio to this actual podcast, so I had to use our backup audio. Unfortunately, we use Skype, and it's not the best quality, but it's what we have, and that's what we're going to go with. The podcast is still great. I hope you guys enjoy it. Just wanted to give you guys a little heads up that the audio, when Simon is talking, is not always at its best. But uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy this episode of MASH 4077 Podcast, Episode 9. Henry, please come home. Now let's get started with the podcast. Truth of the matter is that uh, I'll miss you delinquents, too. Um... You're the two finest cutters I've ever been associated with. The condition of this tent is a disgrace. Yeah, well, it does have that lived-in look. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's modeled on the Chicago sewer system. Oh, yeah, you certainly seem to be uh, suffering here, Henry. But I, I give my three lectures a week, and then my time is my own. And I don't exactly sit around my room playing the kazoo. Major Burns is making a surprise inspection. An inspection? Yeah. What's inspection? That, gentlemen, is something they do in the Army. Hey guys, this is Kenny, and it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. Joining me today are my buddies, Meds. Gentlemen. Al. Why, hello there. And we have two special guests. We have Harry from our previous podcast. Say hello, Harry. Hey, guys. And we have another very special guest host, and that is Joyce. Hi, everyone. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 9, Henry, Please Come Home, directed by William Wyard, written by Lawrence Marks. It's production code J302, and it originally aired on November 19, 1972. So this is the second episode. Finally, it's airing. Yeah, which is unusual because it's, it's, it doesn't feel like a second episode. It, it doesn't. You can see why they actually pulled it, but we'll get into that later in the episode. Clamp. Clamp. Someone sharing a delightful chat of this and that and cocktails for two. Hawkeye, shut up, will you? Yeah, shut up. Thank you, music lovers. Well, uh, guest stars in this episode, uh, we have Adisa Cleveland back again, of course, as Nurse Ginger. And uh, Patrick Ediarty as the houseboy Hojan. And, of course, we have Timothy Brown as Spearchucker Jones. And uh, my favorite, the adopted man, I have to say, in every episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny that it just kind of works out that way. I don't purposely do that. Uh, John Orchard uh, is back as Captain Ugly John Black, and I noticed in this episode his moustache is even bigger than normal. <laughs> oh, yeah. I noticed that, too. Yeah, and Bob Gooden appears as Boone, another actor to actually appear in Quincy in uh, the episode Last of the Dinosaurs. His last role, according to IMDb, was in the 80s cop show Hunter. I used to love that program. Oh, me, too. I was going to say, I love that series. Oh, yeah. What was the guy who played? Was that Fred somebody? Fred, uh, Fred Dreyer. Yeah, Fred Dreyer. Yeah. He's a football player. Yeah, ex-NFL linebacker. Yeah. 
That's right. That's right. All right. Next up, we have another guest. It's Bill Savano as AD, most well known as a writer. But for MASH fans, Bill is married to Joan Darling, who directed the MASH episode The Nurses in 1976. Uh, Noel Toy as Mama San, a pioneer exotic dancer. Noel Toy's fashionably seductive nude performances in both San Francisco and New York clubs caused quite a sensation back in her 1940s heyday. Concealed by a few ostrich plumes, she became the nation's first Chinese-American fan dancer while turning San Francisco's Forbidden City into one of the nation's most scandalously famous nightclub. Noel appeared in four MASH episodes. Uh, and Jean Fleet starred as Nurse. This was her only role as an actor. Oh, could you imagine when you got the cash sheet and that's just what your character is called? Nurse. nurse. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but how about your last name being Fleet? <laughs> and then we have Kasioko Sakaru as Chocho. Again, this was their only role. So as an actor, I guess it was like one time only. Come on, Mash, you kind of see why. <laughs> Regular guest star uh, G. Wood turns up again as Brigadier General Hamilton Hartington Hammond. How many H's can you get in that one? <laughs> Wow, right there. Your boys look a little tired. Oh, here's our gallant leader. Henry was terrific in Wasn't he today. good in there today? Great, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I must tell you guys, that was some fancy cutting in there. Thank, Thank you, Henry. Now, the plot summary for this episode is kind of fun. The 407-7th is commended for achieving a 90% success rate, apparently something that doesn't happen very often. General Hammond reassigns Henry to an outpost in Tokyo, leaving the second-in-command, better known as Major Frank Burns, in charge of the camp. Right away, Frank goes gung-ho on everyone, making everybody follow his rules. And he even takes away the captain's still. Uh-oh. Hawkeye, Trapper, Spearchucker, and Radar plot together on how to bring back Henry and get rid of Frank. But will Henry leave his cushy new job with cushy new geishas? Did you say nude geishas? <laughs> New. <laughs> oh, sir, uh, here's the three copies of the mess requisition forms that you wanted for next week, and also six copies of the supply room uh, application forms. Mm-hmm. We'll put them on the desk, Corporal. Yes, sir. Good night, sir. O'Reilly, where are you going? We have work to do. Sir, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. You're not have... going to bed until this office is 100% ship-shape. Aye, aye, sir. All right, so let's go ahead and get started and talk, let's talk a little bit about this episode. you want to start us off, Al? Sure, sure. I thought this was a pretty fun uh, episode. Um, you, you know, as it opens up, we see Hawkeye, and, and he looks like he's very, very unhappy, and he's on edge. Um, an altercation happens uh, in the in the in the OR, and uh, Frank, of course, being who Frank is, he wants to uh, file insubordination charges on Ginger Bayless. Oh no, because she dared question him. That's cat gut. The wound was infected. I assume you didn't want silk. Lieutenant, you're not here to assume. Settle down, Frank. Forget it. Carry on. Colonel, I intend to file insubordination charges against Lieutenant Ginger Bayless. Insubordination on account of a suture? You're kidding, doctor. And I use the term because it always gets a laugh. The, uh, the neat thing that I thought was, um, was their 90% um, efficiency rating. The 4077th has now achieved a 90% efficiency rating. The best record of any medical unit operating in Korea. Congratulations on a fine performance, General Hammond. Now, uh, I'm not quite sure what it is that they're measuring. 
as far as efficiency, perhaps their you know life rate. Who knows? That's what that's what I'm thinking. It's survival yeah. survival rate. Yeah, survival rate, which is pretty good when you when you think about it uh, in a war. Um, I thought it was kind of funny that when General Hammond came to um, to give them the award, uh, Henry says that he doesn't have anything prepared, and yet he lights off into this very well-rehearsed speech. It just kind of cracked me up. Thank you, General. Thank you. Um, well, this, this comes as a complete surprise to me. I, I, I don't know what to say. I, I haven't prepared an acceptance speech. No man wins an award like this on his own. You people, you great doctors and you swell gals who uh, made this possible are just too numerous to mention. But I'm mighty grateful to all of you. Right down to my right hand, Corporal Radar O'Reilly, who incidentally is uh, in command of this uh, unit and just uses me as a front. <laughs> Standing here today, proud as punch, I, uh, I think back to the time when I first considered a career in medicine, back in Bloomington, Illinois. Our family doctor, a nice old codger who, who drove a touring car that had the Isenglass curtains, uh, he said to me... Uh, excuse me, Colonel. Excuse me, Colonel. I have one more announcement. I'm sorry. As as Henry's packing up and getting ready to leave, you, you, you can see the real affection between uh, Henry and Hawkeye and Trapper. Um, and then you also kind of see that between uh, Henry and Radar, although they don't really light into it very much. Uh, it's kind of like uh, the I don't want to say goodbye type thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I thought was kind of fun was... Uh, when uh, Frank is, you know, full bore into uh, converting the camp over to his new reign, uh, he's got radar in the uh, in the office, and it's like two o'clock in the morning, and and radar just wants to go to bed, but Frank says, "Nope, not yet. We've got things to do." And uh, the, one of the lines I think from this entire uh, episode that I just thought was absolutely hilarious was, "Here's tomorrow's routine. See that it's posted." You're not going to like this. I didn't come here to be liked. You certainly came to the right place. <laughs> that's a great line. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely great line. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's so funny. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, Meds mentioned this earlier about uh, Ugly John's mustache, but I agree. <laughs> that mustache has gotten quite large. He started doing the twirl on the corners now. Yeah. Now it curls way up in oh, the yeah. circles. Yeah. yeah. Very, very cool. And then Frank makes the big mistake by taking their still. It just, uh, you don't mess with a guy's still. No, you just don't do that. Well, I'm commanding officer. You're not going to operate a distillery on this base. Sergeant, get that still out of here. Hold it. Nobody takes our gin machine. Take it out of here. That's an order. Hey, you watch it, buddy. This thing could go off. Yeah, he's got to drop on his text. We can't do a thing. Maybe you'll realize who's running this outfit. You straighten up and fly right. Or I promise you, there'll be hell to pay. Yeah, you know, that was kind of serious because they pulled the gun on him. Right. Which you don't see often. That kind of took me by surprise that, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, was a, it seemed very 
out of character for the whole, you know, the series never really got that serious. Yeah. You know, that they're going to shoot someone to get his steel. <laughs> I, I don't know. It just, it was a little off for me for that, that little scene. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think so too. But I think what they were trying to do is establish uh, two things here. The, the seriousness that, that Frank takes his new position and, uh, you know, he finally gets to uh, exact his revenge on Hawkeye and Trapper. And then on the flip side, we see how serious, if that's the right word to use, that Hawkeye and Trapper are uh, about their still because, you know, their life revolves around that still. That's their way of unplugging and uh, yeah. blowing off some of the steam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, how about you, Meds? What are your thoughts on this episode? Yeah, I love this episode. Um, as you said earlier on, the, the, the thing doesn't seem right when they pull the gun. And I think this is this is the one thing that makes it obvious that this is the second episode made because they haven't really found their character traits. Mm, uh, definitely. Burns, I don't think, would do that. Um, and it doesn't. there's no way this would be the second episode to be shown because it just, it just simply does not work as a second episode because Henry's automatically going. You have no, no audience has bonded with, Hen- uh, with uh, Henry yet. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a brilliant episode. I love it. I love. I, I really like um, McLean Stevenson's acting. I, I think he has such his his expressions say it all. He doesn't have to say it, just the way his body stance when he's getting his award and he's standing there as if someone's electrocuted him. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just brilliant. The only thing I did notice is um, when he's leaving. Uh, and he's saying goodbye to everyone. His his uh, jacket does not fit him. That's not that's not meant to be him. Because I was looking at it and, and you know when something takes you out of the program slot. I was there watching it. Go, his shoulder pads are huge. This is not <laughs> Dallas. This is Korea. You know. <laughs> but no, but a brilliant episode. I love the fact that they 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 realise that they're missing him because Frank's being such an ass as we mm-hmm. expect him to be. Um, mm-hmm. But it's. It's so nice again with Gary Berghoff um, playing Radar. How I, I like Radar, you know, he's on the ball with the getting the tickets to Seoul, outside uh, to Tokyo. Um, mm-hmm. So that pulls off really well. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really like this episode. I've watched it. I watched it twice this week actually. Um, I only <laughs> needed to watch it once, but I just I just love it one because the same McLean Stevenson pulls it off. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Harry? What are your thoughts? Uh, for me, as 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 a second episode, it would it wouldn't work because the citation of merit is 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 supposed to merit an achievement. And in the second episode, how much achievement can you have? And the and and the second thing that that would that would bug me if I were in in Henry Blake's shoes is to get the citation of merit fourth class. Hey, I have the best efficiency rating of any medical u- unit in Korea. At least I want the second class, if not the first class. That's true. I didn't, th- I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 every time I watched it, episodes that that box and I think, hey, I have the best, the best medical efficiency rating in Korea. What are they talking about? Yeah, he deserves a little bit higher class yeah. award. <laughs> wow, I never think of that. That's cool. Joyce, what did you think of this episode? Um, I liked it. I didn't really understand why Henry was more emotional when he was saying goodbye to Hawkeye and Trapper than he was with Radar. Mm-hmm. Because I've always thought that he had a closer bond with Radar than he did with the other two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially with this episode, the whole point of them getting Henry back is to make Radar sick, which brings him back to camp. Mm-hmm. Right. I think you do so, see it, though, when, when, he's, when he says goodbye to Hawkeye and Trap, but then when he actually goes to speak to Radar, he can't get the words out. 
And it, it's almost yeah. struggling. And you could take it two ways. You could take it as another thing. He just doesn't. He just wants to get going, and that's it. But I look at it more the fact that he he just simply doesn't know. He can't turn around and say, "I'll see you." So he just he just looks at him. He just doesn't know what to say. And I think when he gives him that little knuckle on the on the chin, yeah, um, yeah. it's almost yeah. like that. It shows that father father son kind of look. I think. But um, yes. but yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's a good point, Joyce. Yeah. Now, for Joyce, this is a question I have for you, since you are uh, a woman. And from previous episodes, you guys, our listeners know that I'm really not into the whole infidelity thing. And I want to know from your perspective, how, I mean, because these, especially in this episode, you know, he goes to a geisha house and you know things are going on that really shouldn't be going on. And plus he's saying goodbye to his girlfriend, was it Leslie, I think is her name? Yeah, In this episode. And she's in several of them. But I mean, he's... Uh, Blake throughout the series, throughout the first three seasons that he's in, is always with some woman. And it just, it bugs me, and I, you know, I don't know what you can add to it, but does it, is it something that just is part of war? Um, no. I don't think that it should be part of war, you know, just because you're away, you still, you know, have that, um... Responsibility, yeah. yeah. And... Regardless of where you are, I mean, you made a commitment to that person and you shouldn't be cheating on them. So that's one of the things that turns me off about MASH. Mm -hmm. And I was younger when it when it originally aired. And um, I didn't think that that it portrayed the right message to to family, you know, to families and that sort of thing. Yeah, now, now, you know, this is set in, like, the 50s. Do you think that that portrays... Because, you know, women were more subordinate than men. Does that is that is does it fit the, the right error that it's being shown in, or is it still just wrong? I still think it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Now, what did you think of the women being more subordinate? That it could be doctors, that they were only nurses? <laughs> I didn't like that too much. <laughs> So, I mean, would you, would you say that MASH is more geared towards men than women? Yes, I would. And I probably would not have watched it um, when it originally aired if it wasn't for the fact that it was one of my dad's favorite shows and I used to watch it with him. Okay. All right. But you can still enjoy it, even though yes. certain aspects of it you don't like. Right. Okay. Very, very cool. Um, I actually enjoyed this episode. Um, I did think it was kind of odd... You know, this being a second episode, and then, like Harry said, getting rid of Blake or him leaving, why would you care? You know, because you don't know the character that well. But the fact that, that he came back so easily, that bothers me. Because the whole point, these all, I mean, everybody there at MASH is trying to get out, is trying to leave. And Blake finally gets this nice, cushy job in Tokyo. And he goes back and finds out that Radar, you know, he goes back for a good reason because Radar was sick and, and supposedly Blake is the best at these kind of illnesses. But then when he finds out that he's joking, I guess he just, he sees the morale of his officers, his friends are just so down because of Frank, he decides to take command again. But I don't know if I bought that. Well, well what do you think? I mean, do you think that maybe it's possible that Henry, uh, I mean, deep down, he didn't really want to leave to begin with because... Uh, you know, the MASH 407 7th was his home, and those were his his family. Um, and that's why he came back so easy, because it didn't take much to convince him to come back. Yeah, it was an order to go back as well. It wasn't uh, that he'd earned his, his right, because, I mean, they earned the right to go back to home, don't they? That's right. a certain amount of, of years or well, not years. Uh, but, um, points. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. That's that's the only part. I mean, I enjoyed this episode. That was uh, like like Med said, Raider was was Raider. He was perfect. He was the way I like to remember him. Um, <laughs> Frank was Frank, and you know he's just despicable and he's so army. It's just horrible. Um, and no hot lips. Yeah, no hot lips was in this episode. Yeah, at all. I don't and, know. Frank's lips look pretty hot to me. <laughs> <laughs> what lips? Frank doesn't have any lips. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, I enjoyed the episode. Other than like the very end, I wasn't. I I don't know what they could have done to make Blake decide to stay. You know, maybe like you said, maybe he just he does he he misses the guys and it's his family. Well, maybe, and, maybe they should have cut out Frank Frank's line in Tokyo, um, Henry's line in to- uh, Tokyo, where he says, "Now I would want to go back to that hellhole." Yes, right. With, yeah. with, with, without out that line, the transition of, of him taking over again might have been a little easier. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, it was a fun episode. I really enjoyed it, and like uh, Med said, I really enjoyed uh, Stephen McLean's uh, acting. McLean Stevenson. I'm sorry. Thank you, <laughs> McLean Stevenson. That was close. I just had it reversed. Well, you got most of the letters in there. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so McLean Stevenson's acting is uh, really, really good. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else you want to mention in this episode? Uh, one thing I noticed was that uh, William Christopher is still at the point where he's just in the uh, in the credits at the end. He doesn't get the you know the starring uh, mm, yeah. credits. So yeah, he doesn't get that until like uh, season four, right? Yeah. So he has a he has a long ways to go. And this is a, another episode with the dirty van scene at the beginning. Yep. 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 It's so um, weird that they go on and off with this. Yeah, so. I am making notes every time I watch it and I tick it. So, so far we haven't, <laughs> we haven't had a clean one, so... Yeah. Um, one of the things that I noticed in the swamp, there were um, dog tags hanging on one of the poles, but they all had their dog tags on, so it was like, who do they belong to? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's, it's an a, extra pair. It's an extra physician. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, yeah. There's those, those little things pop up all the time where... You, you notice certain things, you know, which I'm sure we'll talk about in the behind-the-scenes stuff. They belong to Tuttle. Uh, that's right. That's right. That's coming up. That's in our next group. I love that episode. You know what the answer is? Henry. Henry! Henry! Henry. 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 Sir, look, now, when were all of us really happy here? When the nurses were new? <laughs> we were happy when Henry was in command. He understood us. We understood him. Sure, he was one of us. You'd insult a man behind his back? We had a mature, grown-up relationship. We had him by the throat. That's right. So why would Henry let himself be transferred back here? Ego. 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 The basic desire we all have to be needed. All right, it's time for everyone's favorite part. I'm sure it's my host's favorite part. <laughs> it's not everyone. It's not everyone's. It's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for trivia. So we're going to ask each of you a question, and uh, we'll see how... Uh, knowledgeable you guys are on mash and this is all early episodes remember that early episodes all right who wants to go first oh i'll go al all right all right here we go who assists hawkeye with the nurse's physicals oh i believe it was radar ding ding correct it was radar good job (laughs) all right harry you want one okay all right Colonel Blake said his wife's skin is like what? Alabasta. Very good. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> really? You're surprised he got it? I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> and she has fabulous legs. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably late to have 
All right. Um, here we go. Uh, Joyce, you want one? Sure. All right. Who helps develop the nurse's chest x-rays? Now, if you think about it, you could, pro- you could probably get it. I don't know. It's radar. Yeah, because, you know, anything to do with a women body part, he's volunteering for, so. <laughs> <laughs> These aren't easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, they're not. This one's for you, Meds. At, at Hawkeye's court-martial, what did the preceding general say Frank was best suited for? Oh. No idea. To be a pastry chef. <laughs> really? Oh, no, I no, got that. All. <laughs> now Harry's going to read one for me. Okay. Colonel Blake unknowingly signs teach church papers for a lamp intended for a Greek barbecue. What name was on the papers? Oh, man. I do remember this episode. Um, I have. Do you guys know? I have no, no. idea. I, don't know. I know it. What, what's his name? Private Charles Lamb. Charles uh, Lamb, that's it. I, I could picture the episode and everything. I just didn't remember that detail. I gave a medical discharge to a lamb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, what? Uh, Al got his right, Harry got his right, and the rest of us suck. Ha ha. <laughs> oh, well. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're going to ask one for our listeners now. What happened to the lamb? A Greek commander flew into to be barbecued for his wounded soldiers. So they want to know what happened to it. All right. So what happened to the the lamb that a Greek commander flew in to be barbecued for his wounded soldiers? So you go ahead and email your answers to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Get your shoes on. We got to go back. Got a tough case, Henry. Yeah. Diagnostic problem. Uh-huh. Yeah, abdominal pain, elevator white count. I can't nail it down. It's white count, huh? Yeah, it's bad. That's all right. Radar's strong. You tell me, can't you keep your mouth shut? Radar? Sorry. Hold on. Yeah, you're sorry now. Hey, wait a minute. You're talking about radar? Yeah, I didn't want to tell you. I know how much he means to you. You didn't want to tell me what? Well, about a week ago, he developed symptoms. Abdominal cramps, chills, high fever. Listen, Henry, if it goes bad, could you write the letter? Yeah, you're about his only real friend in Korea. Yeah, you know, nothing elaborate. Keep it simple. He comes from those kind of people. Yeah, we'll give you a report as soon as we know something. Hey, wait a minute. I mean, you think I'm going to sit around in a place like this and, and wait for that kid to cash in? I, I was the best diagnostician in Bloomington. Hey, we're, get, we're getting out of here. One of you call the airport. Reserve a chopper. Use my name. Priority one. Okay, I'll get right my you. shoes. Let's Jeff. move. All right, so it's time for our behind the scenes. So I'm uh, going to start off, but uh, Harry actually mentioned this that Loretta Switz's character Margaret Hotlips Houlihan was not in this episode. This is, she's not in. I mean, she's in most of them, so it's very odd to not have her in an episode. Uh, Radar is in reading Captain Savage, which uh, won't come out until the late 1960s, well past the Korean War. Yeah, I no- I noticed that when I watched the episode yesterday. Well, he got an advanced copy. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the chopper they take back from Seoul to the 4077th is an Aerospeciale Alouette 2, a French-built helicopter that never saw action with the United States. In fact, it was designed and built in 1954, one year after the Korean War ended. I think it's got something there to do with go. that aerospatial anomaly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that radar is getting his comic books through Right And if I'm not completely mistaken That's exactly the same episode That, that, that Hammond and Henry Blake Use in episode one. Oh, the same helicopter? I, th- I think it's the same helicopter but I'm, but I'm not entirely positive on that 
Yeah, I mean, not not many people, uh, you know, uh, unless you're like a helicopter aficionado, yeah, are gonna know that that helicopter was, you know, made in '54. At least it got close. It's in the same decade, <laughs> <laughs> just a few years later. I mean, it could have been worse. It could be Airwolf. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would have been pretty bad. Now, this one is a continuity error. As Henry is receiving his medal, Hawkeye walks up and stands close behind a man who is standing up and two women who are sitting down. The camera angle switches to show Hawkeye talking to Trapper, and now they are standing behind two standing women. So that's just all around wrong. Yeah, they just obviously they didn't take, you know, care enough to rearrange everybody when they did the different camera angle. Right, and you can also tell that um, that they shot this scene in two different places. They shot it in a studio and on location. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can see that too. And another continuity fault here. When they are sitting in a tent trying to figure out what to do about Frank, Hawkeye rests his arm on Ugly John's leg. However, when they cut to Ugly John and Radar, Hawkeye's arm is no longer there. But when they cut back to Hawkeye, his arm is still resting on Ugly John's leg. That that all of the whole of that sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's something to do with the the, the no, mustache you know, wax. I was going to say no wonder his mustache is curling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that is it for our behind the scenes. I could swear I heard a bugle. It is a bugle. Hey, I think we're in the army. Uh, you can find Mash 4077 online. We're all over the web. You can find us on Facebook at www facebook.com forward slash mash 4077 podcast follow us on twitter and you can follow us at mash 4077 podcast and we're all over that newfangled thing called the web at www.mash4077podcast.com check out our blog at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com That's right, and we love to get emails and listener feedback from you guys. You can go ahead and email us at mash4077podcast at gmail.com Alright, so is there anything else that we want to discuss with this episode? Henry, please come home. No, that is all. Alright, so this is Kenny. I'm Simon. I'm Al. I'm Harry. And I'm Joyce. We'll be seeing ya. Hold it! Nobody move! Now what is going on here? Pierce? McIntyre? Jones? Somebody talk to me! Okay, Attila the Hun was pushing us around playing soldiers, so we tried to get you back in the front office. By making radar fake an illness? Yeah, well, it was intended to make you feel needed. It's all very psychiatric. The word is crazy! Hi, I'm Al. And I'm Joyce. And, and we're, we're huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the place so much, we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known and often overlooked gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks as well as offer up some tips and tricks that we've uncovered over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. Check out Tales from the Mouse House. In iTunes. Hello. 
there, my name is Meds. And this is David Frost. You're not David Frost. Oh, all right, I mean, this is Mark. And we are the present... Mark? All right, get on with it. Okay. And we're the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. And we like to talk about... Crap. TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. Would you say it's crap? Some of it. Really? <laughs> Especially the British stuff. But we were having a podcast about that, so let's move up on that. Unbelievable. You can find us at the HTTP colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com. Do not smile when I say the word colon. Oh, I'm not. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the host of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of the Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. And of course we have Timothy Brown as Spearco... Now the chopper that they take back from Seoul to the 4077th is an... Oh, thanks, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> I did that on purpose. Okay, let's do this one again. Uh, okay, I got it. Uh, there we have Hojon is trying to get his mother and sister down from the north. This Wait is a a, this is from last episode. That's not on this, this episode. This is this. Yeah, this is a different episode. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the one. With, yeah, that's the one where he's thieving stuff, isn't it? Yeah. The um, that's it. I, that's uh, I hate a mystery. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So I'll, I'll read this one, Meds, and then you'll read the next one, and then Al will just knock you off this one. Oh, that's fine. Okay. So it goes in order still of how we're reading? I'm <clears throat> still struggling with that aerospatiality. 